Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Yasna Borzov. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Up Level Together podcast. I'm really excited to do these interviews and bring you the most exciting conversations, uh, things that really interest me personally, and I think that we can all learn so much, uh, uh, so much uh, from. So today, I'm bringing you a conversation with a good friend, Uma, the founder of Om With A Twist. Uma is an integrative nutritionist with um, a very successful practice in Los Angeles. And she and I met a few months ago, and really the conversation was around, you know, focusing on the integrative health. And what does that mean? So she specializes in gut health, hormonal health, and fat loss. And her journey is really, really interesting how she actually um, wanted to transform her own life and, you know, having a, um, a, a business, uh, um, a wellness business and how she really had to go through a, a huge weight loss journey herself and actually healing herself from the inside out. She believes that good health is not just about what you're eating or how much you're exercising, um, but really, you know, talking about mindset. So we talk a lot about this holistic approach in creating a strong mind and body connection, we talk a lot about the gut health. And she brings a completely scientific approach to what it means to be healthy. And then we also talk about, you know, the this obsession with, with fitness and the, you know, tracking uh, what we eat and how that may play in our in our everyday um, health and mindset as well. Really love this conversation because she brought so many interesting nuggets. We also, you know, pick her brain about building a business and what that looks like. So without further ado, Uma Naralkar. Uma, welcome to Up Level Together podcast. Hi, Yasna. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I'm the one who's so excited. I love you. I love what it is that you do and how you do it because people will hear this a little bit later but there's in the world of so much uh holistic and health coaches you stand out by how you say the things and the you know you and i align on so many of, of the messaging that you have i just i just absolutely love it love it love it love it <laughs> thank you i appreciate that so um, I want to tell the folks that we met at in LA a few months ago, and I have really had a chance to actually um, follow you every single day. And, you know, the, this focus on um, integrative nutrition and holistic health is a huge focus of yours. Mm-hmm. Before we go into t- telling them a little bit about your story, tell us what integrative nutrition and holistic health means to you so that it can really be a setup for the conversation. That's a good question. I actually love that. Um, so I feel that uh, nutrition, right? Nutrition science has been through this massive shift in the last 10, 15 years. I'm sure all of us are feeling it. And uh, it's not just, it doesn't just come down to the food you're eating, right? 
And I think we all know, especially in the medical world, like physicians and RDs and nutritionists have all come together. Uh, and we all believe that, um, you know, what you eat is obviously it plays a massive role in your health, mm -hmm. but it's not just that. And um, what the other stuff that you're doing, your lifestyle, uh, how active you are, what you're thinking, uh, all these factors seem to play a big role in your outcome, right? Mm -hmm. So if you take two identical twins, so two people with the exact same genetic makeup, um, and if you change their surroundings, right? So if you change the way they're eating, um, their stress levels, their sleep, uh, if you change their environment, even uh, their social life, uh, you will see very different outcomes in their health, uh, in their longevity. Um, so which basically brings us to, it's not all about, oh, my genes, you know, have made me this way or because I've been eating this, this is how I'm looking or feeling. So in a nutshell, integrative nutrition is about looking at food science or looking at nutrition in a holistic sense uh, and treating it in a holistic sense. That's really incredible because I have been awakening to that notion as well because I am really new. For me, it was like, okay, food, you just eat it and it's good and nourishing, and but not all food is created equal. And um, the, the quality of the food, and I often will say I pray over food because I think it changes the molecular <laughs> constitution of it does yeah right so the environment i absolutely love that and that's why i'm very drawn to your approach and how you talk about food and we're going to talk in, in depth a little bit about that so tell us how did you become a health coach and now such a sought after speaker and and coach for i mean you coach people all over the world and it's this incredibly successful business tell us about the journey of actually becoming a coach because uh, we all have a story right all right. So, okay, I'll take you back there. So I think it all started with about 15 years ago. So I was in my mid-20s uh, and I uh, was new to LA. I was new to Hollywood, actually. And I was working a corporate job. I was a producer at a commercial production company. And I was young and excited. And I absolutely, I loved the job, the rush, um, the money, all of it, right? And... Um, it was one of those hectic jobs where, you know, I was working 12-hour days. I was working the weekends, late nights, uh, was eating when I could, uh, a lot of going out, entertaining people, drinking, all that stuff came uh, with my job. And um, I was ambitious and I just went with the flow. And um, down the line, maybe two or three years along um, the line, my body, you know, I, I knew that I was changing. Right. I was, um, my dresses weren't fitting me. My clothes weren't fitting me. I was going one size up every couple of months. Mm. Uh, I was feeling tired. Um, I was moody. So, you know, your body, I always tell my clients even that your body's so clever. Um, it's really good at giving you signals that something's off, something's wrong. Uh, it's just that very often we ignore them and we wait till, you know, shit hits the fan. Right. And when something bad happens, that's when we wake up. So that's exactly what happened to me. I kind of just kept pushing it, uh, kept going till I was in my late 20s. And me and my husband, we um, started talking about having a family and we started trying to conceive. 
and uh, we tried for about a year and uh, nothing happened so we went to the gynecologist and i still remember because i feel all of us have that wake up moment right and i was sitting there and she she told me that i've put on over 40 pounds in the last 8 to 12 months wow 8 to 12 months that is not normal at all uh, and the the thing that was even more abnormal was that i ne- i didn't catch it it wasn't like i was feeling you know that i was putting on so much weight um that had completely um shattered my hormonal balance uh, i was diagnosed with high blood pressure and she told me that you know even before i start thinking about having kids i really need to uh, do all these tests and because they want to get down to the root cause of the high blood pressure and just get my health in check so this little meeting which we thought was about you know how we're going to have a baby uh, just basically it just woke me up it was an aha moment where i was like this is not okay if i continue living like this i may not live for that long and when that happens you know when you feel it when you want that change from the inside then nothing can stop you right mm-hmm. so i went through my own transformation and uh, it was a good two years um and then i you know i got pregnant naturally and i had my kids uh, pretty much back to back uh but when i went through that whole journey of uh, changing my relationship with food with movement and also with my mindset the biggest breakthrough for me was that it's not complicated that it's not as complicated it's not this monster um thing you know when it comes to lo- releasing fat or when it comes to adapting a healthy lifestyle or people who have chronic diseases like type 2 diabetes uh, it becomes so overwhelming when you either first find out or when you're going through the thick of it that people um forget that it's really not that complicated right and making small changes small changes in the way you're eating moving and thinking can give you really massive results if you stay consistent with it and when i learned that all i wanted to do was share it literally so i was sharing it with my friends my family and uh people were asking me and when i say people i'm talking about like my cousins and like my neighbors uh to um design meal plans for them and i was like oh this is interesting i have a toddler and you know i'm pregnant why don't i just go through nutrition school i'll do integrative nutrition and this sounds interesting and literally it started with that right that was step number 1 and the next 5 years it was just referrals it was people who had helped uh telling their friends that this was helpful them coming to me and me saying that oh this uh, you know i can help you how much can you pay me uh and it it started with like $50 uh, and then <laughs> i promise you i was at $100 for 8 week my 8 week course of coaching for i think a good 2 years and i was massively happy i had no problems with it i was a mom and i was doing this on the side um and then once i finished getting my degree and i also have a bachelor's degree in microbiology so i'm just inherently very interested in science um there came a point where um i i i decided that i'm going to take it more seriously and that's how on with the twist was born that's that's really incredible because our stories what we go through are such a teacher and when i think when it starts with such passion 
to share it is just it becomes more meaningful to to all, to us and you know you bring up a really good point you say well it's really not that complicated it's really simple to release fat and be healthy yet it's a billion dollar industry and so many of us struggle with it so we're going to really go go into that well let's go back to something that you mentioned because um you know i have struggled with infertility as well we've mm-hmm. shared this I, uh, I mean, I actually, I had to go through a whole year of infertility. I, uh, I don't know. You, you were smarter. You figured out your, um, how to get healthy before you, you got pregnant. You know, the, the influence of stress on our bodies. Um, one of the things that I noticed that every time that I am stressed out, even if my eating habits and working mm-hmm. out habits do not change, my body changes, my skin changes, my, all of it. So I know that you, I've seen you talk about the correlation between stress and our weight and the hormones, mm-hmm. and you've briefly addressed it. Would you please educate us on that? Yes, I think it's, uh, it's an extremely crucial topic. I'm very passionate about it. Um, so I, here's how I look at it, right? So human beings, when we were hunters and gatherers, right, back then, Uh, when we had to survive, we had to hunt for food and we had to beware of uh, predators, um, wild animals. Uh, That's when our stress response made the most sense, right? Because let's say there's a human being walking uh, somewhere in the jungle and there's a tiger that's approaching him or her, right? The immediate reaction is fight or flight, right? So that's our stress response where our adrenaline and cortisol levels shoot up, our heart starts beating faster, and we literally are ready to either fight back or flight, run away for survival, right? So that's our human stress response. And it's 100% essential and important. Even in today's world, let's say you're going to give a speech in front of 10,000 people, or you have an exam coming up, your stress response should be activated. Even if you work out, let's say you're doing a hard workout, that's stressful. It's physical stress on your body and your stress response should be activated, right? So that's normal and necessary for our survival. But the way we are functioning in today's society is that we're living with that chronic stress on a day-to-day basis and we are we are creating the same amount of stress in our day-to-day life simply uh, you know, by just living our life. So we are in traffic, we are stressed. Our kids stress us, our work stresses us. Uh, lack of sleep stresses us, right? So this chronic stress, which means that it's nonstop, the stress does not get a break, keeps your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight mode, activated all the time. And what that does is it shuts down your parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest, right? So when your parasympathetic nervous system is dead or inactivated, your body shuts down, right? So it'll shut down your digestion. It'll shut down your reproductive hormones uh, because why the hell would you want to eat or have sex and have children when you're trying to run from tiger? Mm-hmm. So if you are constantly 24-7, seven days a week for months at a time, because this is the reality of our life right now, if you're functioning in that stressful mode, you may not see changes immediately, 
but over time you're going to see changes in your hormone levels you're going to see changes especially in your re reproductive health and hormones when your cortisol levels are up you have glucose high amounts of glucose glucose floating around in your blood because you need that sugar because you might have to run or fight mm -hmm. so that glucose has nowhere else to go and it's going to become body fat so stress affects you at a molecular level and when i say stress i'm talking about chronic long term stress and i think that thankfully we are becoming more and more aware of it now right and you see yoga and meditation uh, everywhere right acupuncture and i think as a society we are considering how impactful stress can be on our life and i think that's a great change that's happening uh but i also feel that you know it's not like a one size fits all situation you know so it it's not like oh you're feeling stressed why don't you get up and have a celery juice and do a morning routine and then do a meditation and boom stress is going to be gone it it's really not that cookie cutter and so what i do is because 95% of the clients i work with uh the primary the foundation of the problem is stress Right, ninety five percent of it. Ninety five percent. So it could be wow. manifest as something else, right? So they'll come to me for something completely different. Mm -hmm. But the foundation, uh, the thing that's causing all the other stuff, is chronic stress. So I always, and I never, I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to ask you that how stressed are you, right? Because we we don't know how stressed we are. Mm -hmm. We don't know how stressed we are. So the best way to do that is to find different ways. to deal with that stress and see what works for you uh, and you will know trust me you will know if meditation is not for you you will know maybe it is just like a walk in in the nature right that can be a stress buster for me a good workout is a stress buster um sometimes it's just sleep as soon as um you know they get their sleep the quality and quantity so i'm not just talking about like sleeping for 10 hours and being restless but really good quality sleep um it changes stress levels i mean it's i am sitting here just so shocked by what you just said like i know that stress is a huge culprit for so many diseases in 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 the body but 95% of it for people that come to you like that's a huge huge number and i actually think that's indicative of most of us right so this is interesting then because if if that's the you know if that's the case i can't get rid of my children they didn't come with the return receipt so i can't get rid of that daily stress right i <laughs> i have to there are other things that i have to attend to so we still live in the constant um environment that that induces that chronic stress yeah. how you know what do we do uma if if you know yes finding what works for you but let's talk about mind over matter when it comes mm -hmm. to weight gain so um would love your thoughts about you know where what comes first right or is it both at the same time do i just start because so many people change mm -hmm. right and they don't see the 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 results or they may change the mindset but they don't see the changes in the food they're eating so how do we approach this you right i'm glad you asked me what comes first and what's more important because i i consider it like uh, as a uh, tripod right a tripod so if one leg is broken then the tripod is going to collapse mm. right so i don't think it is mind 
or food or movement it's all three and how you balance them out uh, and when i say how you balance them out i'm literally talking about you because it changes we are all bio individuals right and based on your health history based on literally where you were born uh, what you ate when you were a child uh, what happened from then up till now in your life that's what we call a health history and that's a big part of my program so we do a 90 minute health history even before we start our sessions because i really want to know your story i want to know where you came from so based on your health history as an individual you may need more of one than the other and when i say three pillars i'm talking about food what you're eating and drinking because often people think food is just eating but it definitely is what you're eating and drinking um movement or how active your lifestyle is so are you the kind of person who has a desk job uh, who has to sit all day long or are you a pe teacher or a dance teacher uh, or are you somewhere in between um or uh, maybe you work on the farm or maybe you have to walk walk a mile just to get get a bus to go to work or maybe you just have a chauffeur driven car so what's your activity physical activity and then of course do support it with some kind of exercise um and when i say exercise people are always like oh we don't want to go to the gym it's you know such a pain but exercise can mean literally anything it could mean putting on some good music and dancing right so um are you including regular exercise in your routine and then the third pillar which for me is the most important but as i said it, it's very bio individual um is what are you thinking what's happening in the space between your ears right what is going on what are you thinking and uh, the funny part about our mind is that what you're thinking constantly changes mm. it's not it's not always the same right you can exercise you can do the same exercise routine you can pretty much once you know control the quality and quantity of your food once you get it it's really not that hard but your mind is going to keep changing and that's where that mindset piece comes in what are those practices in your lifestyle uh, that you enjoy that you feel really comfortable with that can bring you in that space where your eating and movement decisions are not being influenced negatively by your thoughts right yeah uh, because 9 out of 10 times why do you think people like all these plans right so you can make meal plans for people and then they are following them and then they stop following them right they go off track as you put it um and uh, why does that happen because there's something else going on there's always something else going on and your ability to catch that catch that shift in your mind and it could be maybe because there's something going on in your relationship maybe it's at work maybe it is kids right kids can be stressful you have to face it uh, or it could be health it could be maybe you're sick it could be anything so all these elements play a big role in your mindset and how what are you doing to come back to your normal come back to your focus Yeah you know um this brings up something that that I think is really interesting recently you got you had a chance to spend some time with Deepak Chopra Oh my and, gosh yes I mean just I'm obsessed with him I, I love the of course I mean the man is a legend he's just taught me so much but you know one of the things that I've learned from him and 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 Wayne Dyer um and their teachings yeah. is 
speaking to myself, like speaking myself in and my body into existence to say, I am fit, like actually saying the words. And you know, I'm the, I'm a little woo-woo, you know? <laughs> so a lot of times I'm really curious in, in, in um, maybe in your interactions with him or just your own interpretation. Do you think what part of that, you know, positive affirmation or a positive outlook has an effect on how we change the quality of our health. Oh, absolutely. I think it's, it has a dramatic effect. And the way I do it, so instead of doing the I am affirmations, which I also love, um, I actually have a um, five-day free challenge in which one of, one, so we do something new every day and one, of, one day is affirmations. So you mm-hmm. have to... Um, you have to choose one affirmation for yourself that you're going to use every single day for the rest of the year. I love that. I also love, love like a simple gratitude practice, right? Uh, because I feel it does pretty much the same thing for you. Once you you know, know what you have, once you're aware of what you are grateful for, thankful for in that moment, anything, it doesn't have to be something big uh, like this cup of tea that I'm drinking. I'm really grateful for it right now. Um, whatever that might be, it just, I feel it creates this physical shift in your mind and it attracts positivity. And of course, when you start your day, or even if you end your day like that, right, with a positive affirmation, with a gratitude practice, or just journaling, let's say you are not, some people, honestly, they're not in that space where they can come up with a positive affirmation. They are there where, you know, it's just, they can't get it out of them. Mm -hmm. So just journaling taking a pen and paper and writing one page of whatever it is that comes up for you. I just think once you get it out, it's just, it loses its value. It just loses the force that it has on you and makes things easier. Okay. I love that. Practices are supportive. I I, I mean, it's really never one thing, but I, I really love that. I think the more I learn about the mind and the more I learn how I talk to myself and the energy that I live in, I can, I can sense the, the effect that it has on, on my own health. So for Yeah, sure. and the health of everyone else around you because it's magnetic. Yes, amen. You know, I, I keep seeing, I saw this documentary, um, uh, Inner Worlds, Outer uh-huh. Worlds. Have you seen oh, it? No, I have not. It's a fascinating documentary. And basically, Inner World and Outer World? Inner worlds and outer yeah, worlds. Yeah, I love that. I'll send you the link. And I, there's this image that when we're in a state of gratitude, it's mm-hmm. not just enough to say it. We actually have to feel it. Feel it. Mm-hmm. Get the magnetic field around us. But there's just like all of a sudden there's a radius all over our body that just mm-hmm. starts to vibrate. And I often think about that, that with anyone that I come into co- contact is that they're literally picking up on my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm responsible for the energy I bring into the room. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they did this whole research. Do you know what the blue zones are? Yes, yes, yes. There's, I think, seven seven things that are common between all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. For for people who don't know what we're talking about, it's these uh, uh, regions all over the world, uh, and they're literally spread out all over the world, right? There's one in Linda Loma, California, and they're spread out everywhere. But there's people living longer, healthy lifespans which means that they're not just living long lives, but Mm -hmm. the amount of years that they're living disease-free and pain-free lives is longer than anywhere else in the world. And so obviously scientists have been researching these populations and what they're eating and how they're living their life. And they all have gratitude in common. They all have gratitude in common, right? So obviously it does have 
an impact on your health and longevity. And um, I'll be honest with you, I started my spiritual journey literally like a couple of years ago. Uh, I was born in India and I've always been told to be very academic and everything that I've done um, so far is based on science, right? Like I'm very scientific. But um, the minute I started opening up to the idea of energy and, uh, you know, just how your vibration can attract other people, who are vibrating at your level. Is this who I'm talking to? I'm serious. Like, it's just <laughs> changed me completely. I just feel like the more I dip into it, the more real it gets for me and the more I get to experience it. Right? And it's true. It's just all you need to do is just crack open and it just, it all starts flowing. So sorry, I don't mean to go off topic, but I just want to say, and you are, you are responsible too, by the way. You are one of those people who spiritually enlightened me. Uh, it just makes me so happy because we've had so many of these conversations. Like we're all on our, on our uh, I think, path of, of evolution and some things can really be out there. But I think that there are some universal truths, especially from teachings from India yeah. that, that are just so, I think they just never truly change. I would say the you know, Indian culture has had the greatest impact on our society when it comes to spiritual teachings. So it's, I mean, it just, I find it so beautiful. And you know, my husband is from India. I know, I know. That's fabulous. Yes. You know, we got meditation here and yoga. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying we as if I personally did. Yeah, right. And Ayurveda. But yes. I think it is beautiful. I think of course. Let, let's talk about another thing that I really am learning uh, uh, a lot from you. And I'm a really big believer in, and that's gut health. So mm -hmm. Um, you know, I make my own kombucha. I, oh, I make sure that I, uh, I do too, that I make fermented foods, but would love, you know, for, for you to explain to us, because I feel like I know the surface of it, but mm -hmm. why is, you know, uh, why is our gut health so important, not just for our physical health, but our emotional health as well? That's a really good question. I'm glad you brought it up because I think it is, it, people are becoming more aware of gut health, but I still think it's a newer um, topic. And I, I think it's important that people know. Um, so think about it this way. So our um, body, right? Our physical self um, is made of only 1% of human cells. Right. So the other 99%, which is about 1 trillion microorganisms, um, and it's their cells, it's them and their cells. And when I say them, I'm talking about bacteria, viruses, fungi, you name it. Right. Um, and uh, the funny part is that uh, the quality and quantity of these uh, microorganisms or so our microbiome is also bio-individual. It will change based on where you were born, whether you were born um, vaginally or in a C-section, right? Because that's where you get most of them. If you were naturally born. Um, and uh, these microorganisms, they communicate with our cells. They have the ability to turn them on and off. Uh, they have a direct influence on our immune system. They communicate with our brain and they affect our mood. Uh, they affect the production of our hormones and enzymes. And they literally are important for our day-to-day -day functionality, 
right? So that brings us to the point that the quality um, and the kind of microbiome uh, that resides in our digestive system as well as on our skin, because those are the two parts, um, is going to play a major influence in our outcome, right? Even our susceptibility to diseases, all these new autoimmune diseases that are creeping up, uh, which weren't even there like 10 or 15 years ago. Um, so all this has to do with the quality and quantity of our gut biome. And so when I say quality and quantity, there's good and bad bacteria, right? So let's say someone has diarrhea, uh, it means that they have an overgrowth of the bad bacteria. So there's a bacterial infection. So you go to the doctor, you get antibiotics and that kind of stuff. Um, but the, the idea is to have a good balance and to ha obviously have more of the ones that are good for you um, and to not be in the state of dysbiosis, which is where they are out of balance. And the thing is that you can, we all can control it with the food that we're eating because we are literally feeding them every single day, right? Incredible, so that's right? where the interesting and the fun part comes in because you can actually control the fate of your genes by controlling what you're eating. Wow, uh, but that takes personal responsibility and actually doing something about it, right? Right, yes. And you know, that's, I just feel that the minute, like when I talk to clients about this, first there's a huge resistance because people don't want to believe that they can actually control their fate. They love this idea that I have bad genes. You know, I'm always going to be um, a certain weight. I have bad genes. I'm always going to have digestive issues. My PCOD and PCOS is because, you know, my mom had it. Um, and that could be true. It's possible. But now we know that if we regulate this, if we are aware of this, we can actually change our fate uh, by the food that we're eating, which is the beautiful part of it. Incredible. So it's mostly really fermented foods, right? That are um, it's, it's, it's a wide range. Uh, so yes, fermented food is good because it naturally contains uh, that good bacteria. So it's literally, you're giving yourself a natural probiotic, right? So kefir and kombucha and some yogurts, um, though I'm not a big fan of dairy, but yes, some yogurts, uh, but other foods like just soluble fiber, plenty of vegetables, right? Green vegetables. How hard is that? Um, so all that of foods that are low glycemic foods that do not have added refined sugar, because sugar is one thing that will definitely feed all the bad bacteria. Um, so, uh, there's many different ways and also, uh, the, the kind of food will change by region. Uh, I work with people, I work with clients who are in India and in Singapore and in England and in the U S and they don't all eat the same food. Um, so there's no kombucha per se in India, but then there's homemade dahi, which is yogurt, mm -hmm. uh, or there's pickle, which is achar that's pickled vegetables, right? Um, so it changes or over here, you can do really good pickled um, vegetables. So even I nowadays have been pickling cauliflower and tastes so good. Yum. You can do it with any vegetables, right? Yeah, no, it's incredible. And it's also, it doesn't, isn't our serotonin, which is our happiness hormone created in our gut? Well, okay. So there, there's a little bit of a debate about that, but right now let's just go with yes. And again, the quality and quantity of serotonin and all the other hormones, right, which influence our mood. So there's dopamine and there's like 12 other hormones which influence our mood. They are created in our gut and they uh, basically there's a nerve called the vagus nerve, which directly communicates between your gut and your brain. 
Um, and depending on the quality of these microorganisms, um, you can send different signals to your brain or your, your body will send different signals to your brain. So depression, anxiety, and other mood behavioral disorders are also now being linked to um, dysbiosis, an imbalance in your gut. I mean, um, this is, is amazing. It, it is really incredible. I, 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 I know that, you know, we know that eating a lot of sugar and a lot of carbs is going to make us sleepy, groggy. Uh -huh. Really, it's going to make us feel not as happy because everything is so connected. So the whole eat more vegetables isn't really just about losing weight. It's actually, you know, there's some truth to it when it comes to our emotional health. It's brilliant. Yeah, like feed those good guys so that you feel better, like literally feel better. Okay. So it has a lot, and there's still every single day you'll see that there's more research coming out about um, gut flora, how you can uh, improve it. Uh, there's a lot of probiotic products. I think there's more pro probiotics and prebiotics also in the market than ever before. Uh, but I also I do believe that it's really important to be cautious of what you're putting in your body, especially these supplements and things. Uh, and always, if you're in doubt, go back to food, right? If you have a choice between eating food and popping a pill, go to the food, choose the food, right? That's always, nobody can overdose on vegetables. I don't think anybody can be like, oh my God, you know, I just overate broccoli. Like, no. Yeah, this is really brilliant. So recently, a few, few days ago, I read an article that I think was published in Chicago um, Tribune. And it said that even the vitamins, like we have been fooled, even the vitamins, daily vitamins we, don't, we take are actually not making that much impact in our body, that it's basically just a big money-making machine. So a lot of people say you can't get all of your nutrients from food. I would love to get your thought on that because the article was very scientific and it actually said that uh, taking vitamins is, is a fool's errand. Okay, so there's some truth to it. Uh, but if you're, let's say you're a vegetarian, let's say you're plant-based and you don't eat any meat um, and um, you have just moderate dairy intake, right? So for someone like that, like to, let's say, for example, to get their vitamin B12 would be really hard through food, right? So supplementing the diet with B12 would be important. Right. So it depends on who you are. And there will be some people who would need supplements. Right. Uh, for example, uh, perimenopausal women. Right. So there is calcium and vitamin D depletion and it's important to get your blood checked. But nine out of 10 times you'll see that there's depletion. So it is important to support your health with supplements. But I think today we are the other extreme. I mean, people are literally, they're taking B-complex and vitamin C and zinc and uh, magnesium and all these other vitamins like every single day uh, without even doing their blood work or knowing why, just because someone says that it's good for their health. So there's a difference between the two. And I think it's important to know why you're taking something. Uh, also, I'm a big... Um, believer in adaptogenic herbs uh, because I think that they really boost your immunity and also your hormonal balance naturally uh, instead of going through hormone replacement if that's 
something that um, you have if you're perimenopausal. So just adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha, chatavari, and astralagus. There's so many, there's a list, there's rhodiola. Uh, and you don't need all of them. But um, it's important to be aware of where you're at. And always, whoever you are, if you're listening to this podcast, if you haven't done your blood work in the last six months, and when I say blood work, I'm just talking about routine. I'm talking about your blood count. Um, I'm talking about your lipid profile to check where your cholesterol is at, your thyroid function, uh, vitamin D test, vitamin B test, uh, B12 test. These are just basic tests that you should get done once in six months or at least once a year because they give you a really good idea of where your health is at, right? And that's kind of like the basis. And then you can decide if you need supplementation or if you need to make changes in your diet or exercise routine or whatever that might be. Right. Really. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. It's an, for me, an important conversation to be, to be had. Now, you know, you're a really big proponent of consistency Mm-hmm. of you know small changes over time that really fit your lifestyle so no fad diets nothing crazy and i i just really love that but so often you know for, i don't know about anyone else out there but i fall off the wagon right i go and eat the cheeseburger and the chocolate and 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 uh, you know that can turn into a week of bad eating mm-hmm. so what happens when we when we fall off the wagon so to speak when we just you know fall a prey to the the temptations. How do we get back on track? Okay, so here's something which hopefully will give you some freedom. So going off track is a part of the track. Ooh, yes. Right? So go, falling off the wagon, having uh, a cheeseburger uh, one day for two days for a week or for a freaking month is a part of the track. Right. So if you just release yourself from the guilt and, you know, it's just and I'm telling you, the guilt is it's extreme. Like there's people who get so drowned in that guilt that it's hard for them to come back. Right. It's like, oh, I messed up. I messed up. I messed up. This is not for me. Right. So just forget that I've done it so many times in my life. And it is literally if you're human, you're going to go off track. Right. I mean, I I just I can't imagine living my life in such a restrictive manner that I would never go off track. So going off track is a part of the track. So the first thing that you would do or should do is just release the guilt attached to it. Forgive yourself and move on really as quickly as you can. And you decide how you want to do it. You can sit in a meditation and do it. Go, Go for a run and do it. Or I don't know, do a Facebook live and announce it. (laughs) but release the guilt associated with it, right? And once you do that, you know, I always tell all my clients, do what you can when you can with what you have, right? This is literally, it's been the mantra for my life, right? I have two kids. I'm running a business. I am actually like right now, I'm the thick of it. I'm moving houses even. Um, So there's stuff happening, right? And I can't, I cannot get everything that I've I've planned for my fitness routine done every single day. Right. So do what you can, when you can, with what you have, if you don't have time for your 45 minute workout, go for a 10 minute walk. You know, if there is a burger and fries, that's the option. Maybe eat the burger and leave the fries or maybe eat half the burger and the fries, right? You always have a choice and don't do it with that feeling of, Oh my God, now I'm going to have this burger. I've like messed up. Just do it. Right? Do what you can, when you can, with what you have. 
right? And the third thing is be gentle when you get yourself back on track. That's why most people are so um, angry and so mean to themselves, really, right? So do it with a sense of compassion and just guide yourself back on track, which means that, hey, tomorrow I'm going to get back to my routine, right? I'll see how it goes. I am fully aware that the last month was hard. We were traveling. It was the summer. My kids were home. Uh, and tomorrow is the day I'm going to get right back on. And just like that. So I just snap my fingers. But <laughs> I, you get back best, on track. But that was the best advice that, that I ever heard. Because very often it's like, well, this is what you do. And this is how you do it. You actually gave us an underlying formula, which mm -hmm. summarizes everything. And it actually makes this process like... Ah, because that guilt is, I can really completely derail us more than we think. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. It's just a three-step process. Release the guilt, do what you can, when you can with what you have and gently bring yourself back on track. That's it. And if once, once you start thinking about it as a process, it, that's what it is. That's what it becomes. This right? is such, no I mean, such a phenomenal advice, but that's just it because when it comes to food, and eating, boy, oh boy, oh boy, how many emotions and feelings do we have about that? I, that's just so brilliant. Now, Uma, one of the things we're not ta talking about and not saying that you are also an extremely accomplished businesswoman. So it's not just like, hey, Uma, you know, serve a few clients here and there. I coach about it. Like, you are actually very successful. You have um, grown on to own with a twist to um, a, a very, very uh, profitable venture. You know, we'd love to hear about some of the struggles as a female entrepreneur, um, you know, creating an online business. What have you struggled with the most and how did you overcome it? Oh, gosh. So I don't think I'm ever going to like overcome it. There's always a struggle, right? Um, but I think initially in the beginning when I was trying to just um, make on with a twist a business and not a hobby, um, I think initially it was time management because my kids were much younger uh, and I just couldn't quite figure out a way as to how, um, how to manage the time. And I didn't have um, enough resources to, at that time, I didn't have an assistant and I didn't have a team and I was doing everything on my own. Um, and I think um, the best advice I got at that time was from Laurie Harder, uh, who is, uh, who's been my mentor um, ever since. And she said that just, just take a pen and paper and write down your mind. And, and I know this sounds really like mundane, but just write down your schedule from Monday through Friday and uh, make an hourly grid, right? Make an hourly grid and literally pinpoint what you're going to do by the hour and you will see these pockets of time open up in your week. And it's incredible. It's like, you know, when your kid is napping or uh, there's these pockets that you never think are real time. And she's like, why don't you write during that time? Or um, why don't you do a post during that time? Or whatever that might look like. So initially, uh, the struggle was really time management. And once I figured that out, and once that became a little uh, more fluid, uh, then I started generating some income. I um, hired my first assistant um, and uh, life became much easier. Again, uh, it was a struggle. It wasn't easy for me to um, hire someone. Uh, I thought that I should continue doing everything on my own, uh, whatever. 
Um, so every time, and now I have five people who work for me. I have someone who does um, all my um, emails. I have someone who does my bookings. Uh, but every time I have hired someone to work for me, even if it's a nanny or a chef, right? Uh, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I don't know what it is. Um, I just have major resistance and I don't want to, I want to do it myself. Um, so that's, I think that that's been my theme um, since the beginning where it's hard for me, the time management and the hiring help or asking for help. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's so common because when we start these businesses, they're such a passion of ours. So to give away our passion is like, and nobody yeah, it's like someone's taking my baby. Yeah, it's, I think it's such a, it's such a work in process for, for me as well. So, you know, there are a lot of people who might be listening to this and they are wanting to have what you have. They're building an online business, whether it's in health coaching or life coaching or business coaching, any kind of coaching or even a product. Yeah. What, what advice do you have for them if they're just starting out and they are feeling stuck? They don't have the time. So besides the fact they should, you know, plan out their day and find chunks in a day to, uh, to make it happen and hiring out for help. What other advice would you, would you give them? Well, first, I, I'd like to say that I really hope whatever it is that you're doing, you're, you're damn passionate about it. Like only do it if you are 150% passionate <laughs> because it's not like an easy route, correct? So mm -hmm. you'd better be ready to put in your 100% and you'd better, it had better be something that really, really, uh, you know, makes you makes the butterflies go in your tummy and makes you really feel so good when you're doing it right so that's the first thing but if, if it is something that you're really passionate about i think the most important advice is to just be 100 yourself and whatever it is that you're putting out there right even if it is a five-day course that you have written out on your computer and you are printing out pdfs in your bedroom whatever that looks like for you Make sure that everything is you, right? There's 100% you in it because people are very clever and there's so many programs and so many offers and courses out there. If you are not showing up as yourself and if everything in your program and your course is not a reflection of what you stand for, if you have like copied and pasted shit out of like some website or someone else's course, people are going to see through it. Right. And the other thing that's worked really well for me is communicating with my audience. And I do it very, very um, consistently. So I do posts, of course, um, on Instagram and Facebook, but I also do lives. And that was also um, it was a struggle for me initially. Um, I didn't know um, if I don't know. I didn't know if people would accept me. I don't know if they would understand my accent. I had so many fears around it. Um, I was worried about being trolled because there's always a couple of those. Um, and yeah, I was genuinely, I had fear uh, about doing lives. And I think I started doing lives a couple of years ago. And I don't know, it just, I, it, I, it grew into me and now I absolutely love them. And I think that about 50% of my clients now um, are through uh, interactions, either on Facebook lives or by DMs where I'm doing a video as against just sending a text, sending a message where people are actually getting a sense of communication. Right. So th this is, this is, it's so beautiful to hear from, from a seasoned entrepreneur, because I feel like when you, when we actually implement some of these things, when we're first starting out, we can just get, it's a shortcut to success. 
We don't yeah. have to repeat the mistakes that, that, um, that others have. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Oh, um, you're so welcome. Thank you. You, know, uh, you have, um, you spend a lot of your time creating incredible content, incredible resources that are so you. You will, people will not find them anywhere else. They're so authentic. They are Uma's signature. And you can tell that it's so you. It's, it's literally been created by you because it's so unique. And I always resonate with your recipes, with the way you show up, how it is that you, that you share. Um, so if someone is really listening to this and they have struggled for a long time with their relationship to either food or health, what will be the first program that you have? You have so many incredible freebies on your website. It's amazing. What will be a really powerful introduction for them? Um, so I always say start with my five-day detox. So if you just go to my website, it is onwithatwist.com. Um, you will see it just pops up immediately or you can go after the five-day detox. And it's just a, it's more like a five day clean eating meal plan. And I like it because you get a sense of what healing food can do for you in just five days, right? So if it's someone who is not sure, you know, how food can really affect you in so many ways, how food can be medicine, or even if they know that food has so much value, they don't know the recipes or where to start really. So this is like a five day guide. It's like a roadmap to um, clean eating and it comes with everything that you need. It comes with recipes and tips and other um, supporting material. So start there and um, once you sign up, you put in your uh, name and email and we PDF everything to you or we send the PDF to you and all you need to do is just follow through. So I always say that's a really good place to start. Um, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, but that is, um, it's an eight week course and it is more of a deep dive. So that's where I go through the health history and really chalk out a plan where we can get from point A to point B in those eight weeks. Um, and it's food and ex exercise, but a lot of mindset work and a lot of support in that area as well. So that's another thing to look at. Yeah. I mean, you don't mess around. You go deep. <laughs> that's one thing that I know about you is that it's not superficial and quick fixes. You actually look at the root of all um, cause of mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. dissatisfaction in one's life. And I really appreciate that. And I really have to say, if you're not following her on Instagram, you should. You want to give us your handle? Yeah, it is at Uma Narvalkar. That's my last name. So it's at U-M-A-N-A-R-A-L-K-A-R. -A 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 I have a long Indian last name. That we, I love it. And we're going to link it also wherever this is published as well. Just really, really, uh, I highly recommend that you, that you follow her, especially for, honest to God, some of your recipes, because they're so unique, are just so so brilliant i love them and i'm always like oh i should i should do that I thank love you that. yeah i love i think instagram uh, is my favorite right now and i'll tell you why i mean i love posting but i absolutely love stories because i get to share what i'm doing i i do uh, what i eat in a day on wednesdays and it's just really helpful uh to um just share my life I really, really love it. Now, what's next for you right now? What are you working on that people should know about? There's a couple of things. So the first thing that I'm working on, we're actually shooting um, next week, um, is a 70-day or a 10-week challenge that I am launching in January. Uh, 
and the reason why we're doing it in January is because we uh, took an audience poll and I also um, sent a poll to my list and everyone wants this challenge in January because it's the beginning of the year and it's like a 10 week jumpstart to 2020, right? So it's going to be a 10 week challenge um, and I'll be sharing more information about it um, in my newsletter and also on social media. So that's one big thing that's coming up and um, I'm working on a live event. Um, so um, I don't know how that's going to look, uh, but it's going to be intimate. It's not going to be too big, uh, but yeah, I'm working and that's, that's my big um, dream. Actually, I want to have a live event and I want to do a cooking workshop and some, an exercise workshop and just everything, health and nutrition, get a lot of good vendors there. So excited about that. I am just as excited. Hey, I volunteer to come and help out with anything. You should, no, you should come and speak. I would, I would be delighted to. I'm actually, it's so funny, uh, a company that represents speakers naturally, they represent Jack Canfield. They just contacted me and said, hey, we would like to represent you. Oh my God, I love that. I haven't been on the big stages in five years. Um, so I'm like, oh my goodness, this is right the time to get back into speaking. So I'm going to be doing more of that. So. I love that, yes. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Uma, we're going to, hopefully people will sign up and they will hear about the event. And uh, if anything, they should follow you for sure on Instagram because that's where you will announce these things as well. This is where I live for sure. Um, I have some quick uh, fire questions. Um, whatever first thing comes to mind, are you up for it? Sure. So it has to be one sentence. Well, one I mean, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yes. Best book. Since forever, um, big magic, big magic. Oh, Liz Gilbert. Yeah. Okay. Life is finish the sentence. Adventurous. Oh my, that is the most common answer. I love that. Is it? Oh, it is. <laughs> Having faith means? Mm, I think uh, to trust the process. I love that. That actually takes me back to your process of, mm -hmm. of, of when you fell off the track, just trust yourself. Um, my current struggle is? I'll be honest, it's my move. Have you moved houses? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Right now, it's my move. If I could just move. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Best advice I was ever given. You know what? So I thought about this, Yasna, and um, I've, I've been given several um, good advices, right? And uh, the one that came up for me was the one given to me, me by you. Um, it was, I think, two months ago. And uh, I was talking to our group about um, this TV appearance or this channel appearance that I was going to be, uh, this interview that I was going to be on, I was terrified. I was so terrified that I was going to back out. I literally didn't think that I could do it. And um, what you said to me was that, Uma, the interview is not about you. Uh, it's about your message and how many people you can impact through your message. And the minute I read that, Yasna, I was just, I don't know, something happened. Like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, 100%, like this is exactly what I'm here for. And uh, my message is important and has nothing to do with me. And it resonated with me so much. I want to share it today. I think that was brilliant. I mean, you are brilliant. 
I love you. Thank you. I'm tearing up because, you know, too much. I mean, just because this year has been very interesting and I have gotten caught up in so many different things. And I think the focus has often becomes about what's in it for me. I got caught up in scaling my business to a million this year and lost track of what, like truly lost track of why I started in the first place and why we start our businesses is always to genuinely, truly help others. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we always go back to basic success, always comes inevitably, it has to come. Um, So I, I, that moves me because if there's one thing I want to be known by is actually providing value to others and impact without the, the um, self-interest that comes first. So, and you do that so beautifully and you give and you give, and that is why you are so successful, and that is why you're making so much impact. So, I and I watched the interview, and you did so well, and okay. I'm so proud of you, and that was a big deal. That it was. I don't know why it was such a big deal, but it was. I guess all of us go through that, like you know, first interview where we're terrified. Yeah. Well, Uma, this was absolutely, absolutely insightful, remarkable. I love who you are. I love. Um, uh, how you present yourself, the quality of your teachings. And I really appreciate you um, being here with all of us today and sharing your wisdom. Thank you. And I appreciate you more. And I love you. Uh, so much love for you, Thanks folks. For we, can find, we can find Uma on with a twist.com at Uma Naralkar at, um, on IG. And we're going to link those, uh, those, uh, those links <laughs> somewhere here. Thank you so much again. And until next time, remember to up-level together. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful. And go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.